Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast episode where you have your regular host, Q, and Flo here. You already know what we're about. Whatever topic that comes to mind, we're going to talk about it from an honest, open, transparent perspective as we communicate it to you. Our thoughts, our opinions, based on what goes on in our head. <laughs> so, sorry for you. As we do at the top of every episode, we're going to bring you our story time segment. Segment, and I actually have a story to tell. So, as you guys know, the audience knows, we purchased a home, and uh, it's been so much fun. We've learned a little bit that it costs a little bit more when it comes to purchasing a brand new build. Uh, because there's literally the front yard's done and the backyard has nothing but a three foot by three foot concrete square <laughs> yeah. off the sliding, sliding door. door. So there's nothing else back there. We have to turn that into something, provide shade and things of that nature so the sun isn't blistering and so the rain doesn't smack you in the face and a little bit of protection from the wind as well. So we decided to do a patio cover. And so we did so, we got it the color we want. They were great, they were perfect. Uh, that was back in July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was back in July. And so now we're sitting here, we're looking at it, we're at the top of the hill. And we're like, you know what? Let's see, let's go ahead and have them come back. Because we, we're thinking of extending it, making it a little bit bigger, a little bit longer, wrapping it around the house. We don't know yet, but let's see how much this is gonna cost us. So we go ahead. And, and we get that quote, we're like, ooh, okay, let's think about this. Next thing we know, the idea is now installed. So, miscommunication, the same process we received the first time, we didn't get that same process the second time, which is how the build-out came. Decisions were uh, made without our 100% approval, and then also, without my 100% stop what you're doing, get off the property. I didn't say do any of this stuff. So next thing comes into play is going back to the initial contract with them when an option, it was presented as an option uh, and it could save us money if we go ahead and not get the permit. Mm -hmm that we can get it on our own at a later point in time. Now, mind you, I'm about loans, not home ownership. I know how to get you into the house, but every, every community is different. You don't know what's gonna be expected, what's gonna be acquired. So we're coming in blind, just like when we came in here with our furniture and we thought we was all good. So we walked around and said, well, there's nothing in that room. There's nothing in that room. There's nowhere to sit there. There's nowhere, nowhere to lay our heads, all of those things. So more furniture needed to be had. Also, you will see our dog perusing through here. His name is Zeus. You guys have seen him. Zeus. And uh, he'll be in and out of here at some point in time. I don't even know if y'all can see him based on the camera angle. But regardless, he's here. Trust me, if they can see this part of my body, they can see it. <laughs> okay, well, that's Zeus. Zeus, everyone can see you now, brother. Turn around. Did you no. show him your face? No? Turn around. Turn around. Look, look at the camera. 
He's like, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. No, he thinks he has to leave. No. But anyways, getting back to it. So we're like, oh, save us some money. Forget that. So come to find out, you know, HOA and new community that has certain guidelines and stuff. Uh, did I read those? Yes. Did it, was it at the forefront of my mind? No. <laughs> so now we have the form. We have to let the neighbors know what we're doing. We have to submit it in, get the approval. And right there it says in round two of them having, be, having them here for round two adding to the patio that we need a permit. I was like, oh, wow. This is something that we need. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get this permit. Let's go ahead and get the permit done. Oh, you know, this is going to cost you ridiculous amounts of money to take off the part that you guys don't want anymore, but we keep the other part on the other side, keep that part, and we go ahead and get a permit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So have the conversation, go back and forth. I'm getting heated. This doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm coming in sometimes acting like a dummy, even though I know some of this stuff, but um, should have made sure, but it's fine. This is what ended up happening. You gotta make sure you don't come in 100% like a dummy sometimes and some things you don't really yeah. know. Uh, because again, brand new neighborhood, brand, not a brand new area, but brand new development in yeah. an old city. So we don't really know. And so we need this permit. So we come to an agreement, an arrangement, blah, blah, blah. Now this is now, we're in October. So that's when the addition and half removal, all that stuff happened. Permit is supposed to be enacted on their end. I get a text, permit, you know, we submitted it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't respond because there's nothing, you know, for me to do. The expectation was set that this will take an extended amount of time. So I'm not paying it any attention. No. Now I'm just sitting here no. chilling at night. Like, you know what? Let, I'm recalling. I'm recalling my Uncle Doug and the things that he was doing and had me end up doing as well. I'm like, this doesn't, this isn't making any sense to me. Now, mind you, he lives in a different city, of course, Northern California. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Let me go ahead and let's do some research. Let's figure some stuff out. So come to find out from October 12th until now we're in January. January is when they decide to put in the issuance for the permit for the patio in our house. January? On January 3rd. Now that permit didn't get approved 48 hours later, it was rejected. Don't know the reasons as to why, because going through the system in the portal, I couldn't figure out where I could get that information. But then I noticed they did a resubmittal on the 10th, and you text me yesterday, which, you don't know when, but yesterday, that the permit is now in building and safety. So you're telling me all of November, because this November 12th is when they came by, right? So the rest of November, which has extra days because there's 31 in them. November, 
December, mid-January. There is 31 days in October. You said November. Oh, well, October. <laughs> now we're mid-January. And now you text me the permit is now in building and safety. Yeah, we don't need no permit from you. I got somebody else who's been working, working with us. We appreciate all the work that they do. Top notch. Refer them to multiple people who have yet to enact their plans on what they want to do in their house. Just to give them a different perspective, different idea. Because like we said in the last podcast... That we see people do different stuff and it's cool to see and be happy for them to move forward. And then we are doing completely different stuff. But we're feeding off of the different people that we've made contact with. Oh, that's a good person. Ooh, run away from them. Don't even don't even call them. Don't even look their direction. And so I've been referring now and people's like, man, this price is ridiculous. It's crazy. We gotta go with your guy. Thank you so much. All of this and that. So we we're gonna rock and roll with him. We don't need to finish whatever they're expecting on that end with the permit because that's ridiculous. Come to find out in Riverside, a lot of the things, depending on what it is, is done over the counter, which means you'll get that stuff the same day. Based on what it is that we're doing, we fall in the same day category. Worst case scenario, 10 days. It's October 12th. We're in mid-January now. That that don't that don't that don't make no sense. Don't make no sense at all. So that's my story, the ridiculousness. You know, I've been cool, calm, collected, but you know, had to throw in there talking to the licensing board and all this stuff to even get the ball rolling. And then so you know what? You ain't got to worry about wasting your time on us. Because obviously we're a waste of their time. October, now you're going to do it at the top of the year, January 3rd. Oh yeah, we weren't that important. So don't, don't worry, worry about it. it. Don't, don't waste your time on us. Y'all got bigger and better things to do. What we got up there is up there. And it'll be up there. <laughs> that it will be. So that's it. That's all she wrote. What's your story? Um, so my story is about Yvonne and how she stayed home from school today and we had a conversation because she stayed home from school, why, what happened, all the things. And so literally the minute I walked into the house, because I was at work last night, Quick interjection. I just noticed I didn't tell you that story, and I can see the frustration on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't tell you the story. Sorry about that. Mm. Go ahead. Thank you for apologizing. <laughs> um, so, like I was saying, uh, I walk in, and she is, like, ready to ask me about eating lunch, and I'm like, can I... Like, put my stuff down, because I, I have my lunch bag and my jacket and my purse and the water bottle. Like, I have all the things. And I'm like, can I, can I like, put some of these things down? I've been driving for almost two hours. Can I, can I go to the bathroom? Can, can I do some things before you decide to bombard me with <laughs> things that are, I don't understand why you're asking me if you can make lunch. Mind you, that's my fault, because before you arrived, I was like, she asked, and we had already talked. 
that you were going to end up talking to Yvonne about this not going to school today. Mm-hmm. And so I told her after she asked me, like, no, you need to talk to Mama Q first. Yeah, because I Because she needs to talk to you. I seriously asked her, like, why are you asking me this? Why, like, why, why did you ask your dad? Y'all have been literally in the same house. <laughs> he told me to ask you. Oh, okay, then. I understand. But can you still at least let me go? <laughs> To the bathroom. Wasn't even hello, I'm sure. Just coming right on in. Can I make my lunch? Actually, I I was like, oh, hey. Because I wasn't expecting to see her waiting for me in the kitchen. Which I had her do. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, hey. Hi, can I have, huh? No, she didn't even say hi. She said, oh. She's like, oh, can I have, my name is not O. That's the character from home. It sure is. <laughs> so, Great but anyways, movie. it sure is. I love that movie. But anyways, so I go do the things, and then we start. We have our conversation about her staying home from school, and then she obviously goes back to lunch. So can can I have lunch? And it's like this isn't like if you were in school, you wouldn't even be eating lunch right now. Like, why are you so concerned with having lunch right now when it's not, like, you wouldn't usually be eating? Is it just because you're at home? Well, um, oh, no. I <laughs> got too excited. But yeah, she's like, well, uh, and then we don't actually get an answer. So then, well, when, what time do you eat lunch at school? I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. be paying attention to the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention to the time. Okay, what class do you have before lunch? Science. How many classes do you have after lunch? Three. Okay, yeah, science is about, it's like around 11. Okay, so how long are your classes? 54 minutes. (laughs) The most detailed answer, I think. About time, in which you don't know. Yeah, like we have ever gotten 54 minutes. I'm like, okay, so... If science is around 11 and the class is 54 minutes, then what time would lunch be? She's, uh, I don't know. Well, you just said, like, if, if we say science is actually at 11 and then you add 54 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, well, I don't really know how long the classes are. Then why would you say the class has been four minutes if you don't know how long they are? Which she does because they are that long. Right. So she was she what she meant to say was she didn't know how long they would be because it was their short day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, well then say that because that's it's 54 minutes. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I don't know for the short day. So I'm like, okay. So then Flo was like, just eat at noon. Immediate response. Serious face. I don't know when that is. <laughs> what? I don't know when that is. You don't know when noon is. No, I don't know when that is. I am dying laughing. I am laughing so hard that it makes her laugh because my face is red. I have tears coming down. It's one of those laughs where you start out with like audible laughter to the point where you don't have any more breath, that it's just quiet. You just, like, 
you can just tell that I'm laughing. You just can't hear it though. And by the, by the way, <laughs> she was laying on the ground, sat up and crunched. Like she did a whole crunch and roll over to the ground laughing with tears. I, I was foam rolling back because my back was hurting after work. And I did. I just came up Frankenstein style, just up laughing. Frankenstein, Dracula. Yes, just, <laughs> just laughing. It was so hilarious. I'm like, Yvonne, don't you have your watch on? Yes. So then I was like, have you heard of the saying afternoon? Yeah. So what time is that? After 12? Okay, so if it's afternoon, and that means after 12, then noon is... <laughs> um, so I'm like, 12 o'clock. Noon is 12 o'clock. That's why it's the afternoon. It's after 12. Afternoon, noon, 12. Oh, so of course that just causes me to laugh more. So then I'm like, let me ask her a question. Yvonne, what time is a quarter past noon? 12.45. <laughs> I start laughing again. <laughs> again, just immediate response. I'm like, what? And then, then she catches up. Oh, no, 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 no. 12.15. Thank you. I say... 12.45 would be a quarter to one. <laughs> Did you hit him? No. Did you roll over his tail? Mm -mm. His foot. Sit. His foot got stuck underneath the seat as he's trying to get up. Oh, okay. See? You can't be doing all the things. Stop. No. Okay. So, hey, I, I'm trying to tell a story. And it doesn't have your breath in it. <laughs> Scooch over. Sit right there. Okay. So, <clears throat> what did I say? Um, quarter to one. Quarter to one. Okay. When I thought the situation couldn't get any funnier. Oh, no. I asked her. I was like, so what time is half past noon? She sat there, she calculated, carried the one, did all the things, and finally was like, 12.30. I was like, oh, thank God. I thought that was the end of it. I thought the situation was done. We were good. Flo was like, when is dawn? When the sun is going down. <laughs> I start laughing again. Flo was like, oh, uh, okay. So then I'm like, Flo, you said, what was your question? When is dawn? Yvonne, what, what was your answer? When the sun is going down. I was like, that is called dusk. It's like, have you never seen Sleeping Beauty? They say they named her Aurora after the dawn, the sunrise. Her face. Oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, have you never heard of the uh, the phrase from dawn till dusk? And I do my hand, you know, dawn till dusk. She's like, yeah, in songs and stuff, Christmas carols. I was like, so sunrise, sunset, dawn, sunrise, dusk, sunset. Oh. I just thought, I don't know, that just tickled me. That whole everything just tickled me. And then it continued because she leaves. By this time, it's 
like almost noon. She leaves. I assume she went to go and have lunch. We go up to our room, we're having conversation. She comes to the door. I don't know what she said. I didn't answer the door. What was her thing? Oh, she asked, can I have lunch? And I was like, Yvonne, it's 12.20. We said have lunch at noon. Are you, you even hungry? You've left the room, went to your room. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't know when 12 was. I'm like, <laughs> what? You, we just talked about the watch. That's on your wrist. I saw you look at your wrist. I wasn't paying attention to that. You're not hungry. <laughs> Go eat your lunch. That doesn't make any sense. She wasn't hungry. That's, that's what it came down to for me. She wasn't hungry. You don't go to your room, then come knock on our room. Now over 30 minutes have passed since we had this conversation. You don't know when noon, when 12 was. And she had every opportunity because she had her watch. She <laughs> left the reading room to go to her room. There's a huge clock on the wall that she would be facing before she goes to her room. And then in her room, she has a clock. Mm -hmm. And she's in there on her school um, computer doing work. Well, she has a computer and yeah. her phone and her watch. Time is all around her. Which, yeah. Everything has Still. a clock, but she didn't know when 12 was. Well, can I have my lunch? Yes, you can have your lunch. Go eat. I was done. I was like, you know what? That's exactly what I needed after a wonderful 12-hour shift. That, stop. That, those laughs. No, I'm not petting you anymore. The adventures we have in the Leonard family. So that is the conclusion of the story time. And it's time to get into the actual episode. Time. <laughs> story time episode time. <laughs> we all recognize that time ticks even in the moments we want it to stop. It says, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to keep on ticking. Mm -hmm. And we have to adjust and learn to move forward and recognize the time that we have and use it effectively. Mm -hmm. And so with that knowledge and the recognition and it being at the forefront of our so minds after having conversations during this past holiday season, we don't have that much time. We're six years away from high school, seven years away from high school. Achilles is a little bit longer, but now he's getting closer, you know, being seven years old. He's getting closer to the double digits. Mm -hmm. And it's like we need to really start pushing and putting more time and effort, uh, I guess, into figuring out what it is that they like, they love, what they're trying to do when they're outside of this nest. So that way they're in those positions, have those opportunities, that experience. Uh, to really figure it out because we would like for them to know once they get into high school what it really is that they want to do. So Yvonne's got two years left, Ray's got three, Achilles is in the first grade, so you know, he's okay. got six more years, mm -hmm. five more years to go. So we really want them to get the, all of that exposure so that way they can start pinpointing what it is that they want to do. We can go 100% in on that, encouraging, supporting, all as they get into high school, now they really know. Now they know their routine. 
you know, the expectations because we've been having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And so that begged the question, as we have a 12-year-old, 11-year-old getting, they're closer to the teenage years, it's time for another shift, I guess. Another shift in parenting. And what I mean from that is you can be a helicopter parent when they're a child. I think we agree on that. Because yes. they don't know. They don't know scissors, hot, cold, you know, too cold. They, they don't know. So we got to be there to teach. But as they grow, you transition. You start stepping back because you're instilling information, knowledge, morals, ethics, you know, the simplistic stuff. The teachers always help by doing what we all learned. We're not professionals at, thanks to the pandemic. Teachers need more money. Mm-hmm. And so we it's all a collaborative teamwork type of effort, a village, if you will. You know, shout out to the village. Mm-hmm. And um, raising and rearing a child to be the best human being that they can possibly be in the realm of their capabilities and their, you know, their abilities. So it's time for a little switch. I, I believe she's probably going to say, well, that's just a you thing. I'm going to keep on doing my thing, which is all good because I'm the fun parent, you know, like the joke around, humorous, plan fun events, make up games, a.k.a. no smiling game, hide and seek in the dark, ABC game. I could keep going on. So maybe it's time to to uh, put just a, maybe it's time to step forward just a little bit for a little season and then step back again to make sure we're reinforcing what we want our children to walk out the door with. And so we um, talked about it, how we're raising our kids, and we've come to a conclusion on what that is. What? (laughs) I'm just wondering what I look like, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Would you look like what? Like for the people watching and I'm like this. I was oh. wondering. Are they like, is she asleep? No, I'm not asleep. She's mesmerized by my words. Uh... That's how, that's all that is. And so I so I did a little bit of research just to try to figure out where we identified because we had a <clears> conversation <throat> and so sometimes in certain situations you may be doing something, but there isn't a you know, there isn't a word to it. And that's something we've experienced because we use the word transparent, radical transparency, being all, you know, transparency period in your communication. And then there was a group of other people who'd be like, oh yeah, that's what it is we've been doing, transparent, because they never put the word to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so I came across um, this article that are deemed the four types of parenting. See, these are the popular, the main parenting styles that child okay, this child psychologists are using, and it's on a sliding scale. So you have responsiveness, which is the extent of which parents are warm and sensitive towards their children's needs, and then there's demandingness, which yeah. is the control parents put yeah. on the children in attempt to influence what their behavior is. And so you have permissive, which is child driven so that means there's high responsiveness in that category rarely gives or reinforce rules overindulges uh, the child to avoid conflict conflict between the parent and child's relationship there's neglectfulness 
uninvolved, absent, no. which no. we all witness, we all see, and we all know. Oh, that's you know, it's a little Put your saddening Put your uh, when you adopt no. a child because a lot of times when you're adopting no. children, um, or sometimes when adopting children, there could be the involvement of uninvolvement or absent parenting where the child just doesn't get any of that nurturing or guidance from their guardian. And then indifferent to a child's social, emotional, and their behavioral needs. You have authoritative, which is solves problems with the child. They're involved. You're setting the rules. Uh, you're setting the expectations. There's a two-way street when it comes to communication between one another, and there's an understanding that there are consequences when responsibilities aren't fulfilled. Then there's authoritarian, which is parent-driven. That is a one-way street. It goes from the child to the parent. I don't need to, nor do I want to, hear what it is that you have to say. So there's ignoring the child's social and emotional needs. And, and it's setting strict rules and implementing punishments rather than teachable, turning those into teachable moments. And so those are the four parenting styles that we see there and coming in us, you know, we would, we would say that we've come from the 30s, the 40s, the 50s style of raising their kids, being that we are, you know, I don't know if you know, you guys see, but we fall on the black spectrum, you know, black American. And so we all know what black Americans had to go through during those particular times. And that led the parents of children to rear them in a certain way, because a lot of times it could have been considered as life or death. And so that type of teaching is what our parents got. And there's nothing wrong, to, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, because for a lot of kids, that was the best and the right way to raise a child. And for other children, it wasn't. And so that's where we're having this discussion about different parenting styles because there's positives and there's negatives to everything. And being that we're in today's society that you, you know, it's frowned upon for corporal punishment. That's all oh, it's child abuse nowadays. It went from the norm in public, at school, the teachers would do it right along with the parents. Sometimes nice. you get two, three, four, five, sometimes the whole neighborhood would get you. So that way you understand, hey, this ain't no games. You can't be doing that when you leave this nest because there are severe punishment and, co and consequences to that. And so, you know, getting a little pow-pow right here is better than getting shot somewhere else or being broke somewhere or unable to communicate with your village because you ended up being incarcerated. So being that we're in a different time and being that I personally came from, you know, switches and stitching cords and brooms and belts and, you know, creative uh, tools <laughs> or items to get popped with, I, do not want to do that with the kids. So that means no. I have to take a different approach. And so that approach is pretty I'm much. Sorry. No, you can go up with him. Zeus, come on. He's not listening. I'll keep talking. So a, a different approach is needed and I feel is necessary. So I decided that, you know, if I'm going to pop, it'll be 
you know, a flick. First child being the daughter, spanking the girl. That's just, this doesn't feel right to me because I don't want that to be a norm or for her to perceive that that's okay. And so when she leaves the nest and there's another man involved, there's, there's an internal expectation that that will come to her if she doesn't listen to her significant other. So when he decides to be physical with her, it's okay because that's what my dad did with me. No, that's not okay. So I didn't want to do that at all. I have a son. I don't want to continue to do that because I don't want him to build up any type of anger or feel that's a great responsive way to handle any type of situation with a male or a female. So I don't want to do that. So, the, so what I decided to do is to be a conversationist parent to explain, you know, consequences, actions, what are you feeling? Because if I can get into your head, then I know how to communicate to you specifically. And that way we're still on the same page and we have this clear understanding. What about you? So I was raised with my grandparents, so very older generation. They weren't really that old, but the older generation. Um, yeah, mine are 30s and 40s. Mine are 50s. Yeah, mid 50s? The, well, no. Um, late 50s. So late 40s. Oh, okay. Because my, my grandpa would be 48 and my grandma was 50. Oh, my grandparents 45 and then other side, 33. <laughs> 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 Ain't that far off. Naturally. They're, they're like right there. Anyways. So, um, yeah, brought up with them, there, there were some, some weapons felt action, uh, most of it understandable. My brother and I were quite mischievous. Not that we were like bad, we just did things that got us into trouble <laughs> often. <laughs> They're overly we curious. <laughs> yes, basically. you know, like if we take this cutting knife, can we cut wood let's see it's just the wood we decided to cut was part of the countertop in the kitchen best idea no but we got our uh, questions answered <laughs> so like you know stuff like that was not bad it's just not the greatest idea um and so i was okay with that because it was never Whatever the, the disciplinary the action was, it was never out of anger. Absolutely, my grandmother was so very upset when she saw her knife that had her name engraved in it out with wood chips. Absolutely. But the, the discipline that we got, the punishment, the no TV, and the pow-pows were... <laughs> Sufficient. It wasn't a gust of wind you had to receive. Yeah, it wasn't like we were black and blue and unable to breathe, and then we were stopped. Like no, it was. Don't do that again. And we didn't. <laughs> we did. We definitely did not. I mean, needless to say, we did other things, but we didn't do that again. Not bad, just mischievous. Yeah. So, um. Except my sister. She usually got in trouble because of us, not because of something she actually did. So, sorry. Um, so that is something that I did adopt 
with um, Ray. However, the thing that I added was the communication aspect. So there was a lot of conversation, there were a lot of warnings, a lot of chances because as you're learning something, you won't always remember, you won't always do it, you don't know to apply this conversation to this new different type of situation. So there's a lot of conversation and eventually we get to a point where it's like, okay, now you know you should not be doing that. And if we keep going through these warnings, yes, you get pow pals. But there's even a conversation after that about do you understand why you're here in your room and you can't play with your toys, you can't watch TV, and you, you got popped? Yes, because and then we have a conversation about it. And there's apologies, and then we go about our business. Because it's still a teachable moment, even though. Because it's not out of aggression or abuse. So it is used as a tool for redirection, one, and then punishment. It is, um, what was the word I used? Discipline. Yes, it's a consequence. It's the disciplinary, or it's part of the disciplinary process. So, I mean, again, I personally don't have a problem with that. The difference or change that came about when we got together was that there was more conversation. <laughs> oh, okay, from your side. Okay. Yeah, more conversation from my side because. Um, I am a very stern person. Rules are in place most, most of the time for safety. It's not because I want to control every aspect. It's because I don't want to come home from work and have to try and figure out why there is blood all over the place or why your arm is blistered up to come and find out that you were in the kitchen and the stove was on and you burned yourself. Like I, yeah, so it's usually in place for safety. So if your thoughts are, I'm not going to listen, you're telling me you don't want to be safe. I have a problem with that. Yes, I do. Absolutely. But again, because we are a blended family, only one of the three kids are biologically mine. The other two... Uh, especially at this point, I have to, I have, there's consultation. There's a lot of consultation that has to happen. So the disciplinary process I would enact, I cannot because I know his take. And there's a portion of that that he does not do. So I do the conversations. I let them know. I will be letting, like a teacher, I will be informing your father <laughs> of your actions today. <laughs> <laughs> on top of having the, you know, mother figure conversation with them. In my mind, it is natural to be more involved in your child's, like, raising, upbringing, care when they're younger because you are teaching them right from wrong, good from bad. You are teaching them how to be independent and self-sufficient. You're teaching all those things because you don't come out of the womb knowing like, hey, I'm hungry, I'm gonna go make me some eggs. No, <laughs> you can't speak. You don't know what eggs are. <laughs> so you have to be taught all of those things. 
once those lessons are done, which they should be done in the early stages, in the beginning, to lay the foundation, then we measure and we start taking steps. To me, that always made sense. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh, this is progressive parenting. It just made sense. Like, I shouldn't have to do the same amount of work when you're 12 as when you were three. If I do, we have a problem. I did not do something right. If we are talking about a 12 year old and I still have to tell you that, you know, you're supposed to blow your nose when boogers come out, we have a problem. <laughs> you ought to know that. You should be like, oh, boogers, let me go blow my nose. I shouldn't have to be like, hey, sweetheart, you want me to get you a tissue? Again, that's, that's an issue for me. Huh, again. Anyways, <laughs> so like I said, to, to me, that was what made sense. You're more involved, you're laying the foundation, and then you start eventually stepping back. You give your child a bit more autonomy to make some decisions, to be able to participate in ways that they didn't participate before because that only enhances and solidifies what they learned at the beginning. So if I have my, so my daughter, she would wash dishes. Her job was to put the dishes in the dishwasher. And that was only after she watched me wash dishes and put them in the dishwasher. And then eventually she would wash and I would put the dishes in the dishwasher. And then she could do the whole thing. And then we did the same thing with eggs. She watched me cook eggs many times because it was one of her favorite foods. And then she learned how to cook eggs, being supervised. And then we got to a point where I don't have to be there. You know how to cook eggs. Go cook the eggs. It's all so, about progression. Exactly. So, again, some, there are those, especially after having listed the different types of parenting styles, where you're just kind of more hands-off or you're too hands-on. And they don't have the ability to enhance their actual abilities to see what they can and cannot do, what they need help with or don't need help with or what have you. So it's all about finding the, the right balance. Mm -hmm. So with us, we've again, we do the communication, we do the teach, we're there, we're watching, then we kind of take the steps back, let them see what it is uh, that they can do on their own. Uh, there's uh, there's something that we do differently than we than when we were raised, being raised as children ourselves, and that is uh, family matters. And basically, that is a time where we all sit down and the kids mm. get to tell us how their week went or what did we do wrong that they didn't like or what hurt their feelings or whatever the case may be. I didn't like when you did that. You know, they're they have the, the reins, the free reins, to come into that vulnerable open space that we've created to have those conversations because we want a connective bond with the kids and because we're a blended family, we want to make sure we're even stronger in that aspect mm -hmm. because coming into the picture, it was a there was a line. These are the two, that's the one. Let me tell your dad, I'll be like, okay, wait till your mom get home because they're there's still that comfortability between the child and the parent that needs to be there before you start 
you know, opening up and all you don't want to come in all authoritative or authoritarian and they're kind of new to you. Yes, they know you, but living with you around the clock is completely different than, oh, we get to go out to eat because, you know, blended family, we're on our date, the kids are there. Oh, it seems every time I see him or I see her, we're having fun. They don't see the other, the parenting side. So that took a little time uh, for me with the relationship with Ray and a little bit of a less, well, less time with uh, Yvonne because of their past history, which we've already talked yeah, about. Yeah, I'm saying we really didn't have a our 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 struggle, my struggle with Yvonne, not Achilles, but my struggle with Yvonne wasn't necessarily like the understanding of like authority figure or anything like that because of like you said our history. So that was probably the easiest part. It was the other part, the emotional ties that we have worked hard to build <laughs> to. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. And Achilles was a, I don't like you, I don't know you. Well. And then that didn't take too long to change because there was consistency. I would say he was at a point where he didn't quite understand anyway, so. It's just a new face, but again. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we've so with that, and then now reading this actual article, which we'll post so that way you guys can look into it and and see if you fall within that range uh, of those four parenting styles for this one, which is deemed kind of like a like a perfect blend between all of them. It's it's deemed the number one parenting style uh, that's used to raise successful adults. It doesn't always mean monetarily, just as an overall person, overall human being. What's the other name for it? I know and there's wisdom. Is, and there's respectful parenting. Respectful parenting. I don't know why that's so difficult for me to remember. Respectful <laughs> parenting. I'm like, there's it's with wisdom, or wise parenting, wisdom parenting, but I can't remember the other name. Respectful, it's not mm -hmm. that difficult. And so what that is, is valuing the individuality of your child. You're not trying to dictate what, what their kids should be or should not be curious about. You allow them the space to express, you know, who they are. You're more so focused on the parenting style that's instilling knowledge and wisdom rather than the dominance and the power, the, the one line of communication which kind of I see went in line with what a lot of people say is unusual or weird or why would they let their kids do that or wear that when it comes to the Smiths which is Will and Jada when it comes to raising Willow and Jaden that they gave the space for their children to be individuals and to freely express themselves. And I don't see anything, when you look at it, that's what it is that they did. They mm -hmm. allowed their children to have that space. Did it look weird? Did it look out the norm? Of course. I didn't really read about it. I heard people talking about it when the story broke or whatever. 
my only question was about the whole education. I mean, where would she want to wear? Ray was like two years old picking up her clothes, and trust me, it all didn't match. But, you know, it made her happy. It made her feel confident. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. My thing was the education piece because, like, they didn't go to school, but did they have, like, homeschooling? Because I would hate to think that they're out here not having basic arithmetic <laughs> skills. And I'm sure they don't, like, that's not a problem because they have, like, they're successful in business-wise. So mm -hmm. they have to have had some sort of education. Might not be the traditional, like, I'm going to this public-private school or, like, they had tutors or, I mean, there was, I would assume, and I would personally hope that there was some form of education. Because again, who is it? Jaden has a, a company of what, Waters, right? Mm, oh, yeah. And it's doing very well. There is no way he's sitting up there like, just throw a number out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure <laughs> there, ha there has had, there Ooh-wee. There had to have been some sort of education. Most likely not traditional, but then again, traditional education doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, but I mean, of course, of course, there, there had to have been some form of schooling. There wasn't no all-childbirth. They never went to school. <laughs> I, think at, <laughs> I think at a certain point, it was deemed as unnecessary because when you actually do look at the United States, our schooling system, it's not really effective. Does it really make sense? If there's a child that particularly wants to do this, why not focus on what that is? So if it's sports, the school of basketball. We're going to give you the primary information, all the knowledge you need to be a basketball player, how business is incorporated with that, how branding is incorporated with that, the NIL, all of that stuff. If it's nursing, hey, let me focus on the medical terminology, the writing style when it comes to nursing, all the body, the anatomy, all of that other stuff is isn't, necessary. Isn't entirely necessary. It you is. don't need to know about the Civil War. Or 1776. That doesn't matter when it comes to nursing. Okay, now, that doesn't do matter specifically. Do you when want 1776 nursing and how they took care of the troops? Maybe that could be appealing and interesting. And understanding how modern medicine or medicine changed throughout the decades, the centuries. That might be useful. Okay, but there is a problem with having a piece of the story, which we all ought to know well, that. So it wouldn't make sense to just talk about medicine you, in that time without my, having everything. But yes, you get my point. Just I understand. like when it comes to financial literacy, I don't care what you're doing in your life. That is something we should all be taught. How to pay your bills, what a credit card is. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're not walking outside to earn grass blades to buy some turkey. You're not. Let me go get five grass blades over here. All right, take it to my next door neighbor. I'm going to get me a McDonald's meal. That, no, it's money. So that's something that should be taught, and that isn't taught. So I get their standpoint when it came to schooling at some point, and their life is different. They're in the entertainment industry. They learn about business and number all the time. Mm -hmm. When it comes
comes to acting, you're about, you're acting in different types of roles, so you're learning martial arts and how to hold a gun, whatever, how to fight, all of the different things. So I mean, you're you're exposed to different cultures and all of that stuff. With school, you only read about it. You don't actually experience. I believe that as far as education goes, you're primary in the sense of prior to college education. Everyone should have that because those are foundation for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You say you're like you know. The focus for me when it comes to history is not the entire history, but it is great to know how medicine evolved, how these people came about. But you do have to go back to these things that have nothing to do with what I want so that I can get there and understand. That's with a lot of things. Now, going to college, I think we've had, we've had this conversation, not I think, we've had this conversation. It's not necessary for everything. Nursing, yes. <laughs> Please. You, yes, you, yeah, you will be going to college. Don't trust YouTube. Well, I mean, there are, if you know who, but you also have to have a, like a basic foundation to know, oh, yes, they are doing that right. Oh, that's a good trick for certain <laughs> things. But you also have to know. Uh, but, you know, there are certain things where you do need to go to higher education as they say, would say yeah. so but i do believe you know from first grade to the 12th grade is the foundation because you don't just learn about those topics in school you learn how to socialize that's where you get a lot of your social editing yeah. you learn how to articulate you you learn other things that are going mm -hmm. to be necessary while also having some extra as i call so, but like I said, up to there is important. After that, the Smith family is different. So well, yeah, they also have different money. <laughs> exactly. So there's their socialization is still there. It's still going to be there. So that's what I'm saying. I think they've implemented what is what we now see as termed respectful parenting by giving them the freedom and the space to communicate with them openly about their feelings, well, about certain situations and circumstances I think uh, that they've life. implemented parts of respectful parenting and all yeah. the other parenting styles like most people do. But we're outside looking in. We don't really know. Just exactly. from what I see, it seems like they, they have done that. It just looked different because it's a different lifestyle and it's different money. The majority of people are not in their bracket. Of sure. life, <laughs> period. So I'm cool, you know, with that. I have no problem with that. Express yourself how you need to, and I, I believe that we allow our children to do that, to be uh, independent, and to guide them towards sometimes rational thinking, logical you know, thinking. I think that that is probably a difficulty with this particular style of um, well, we parenting. Haven't, we haven't even really got into it yet. So I just wanted to identify that I think what they did was good. I think we're kind of in the same realm of having that open dialogue and communication. How are you feeling? Things of that nature. And having that family matter conversation. Mm -hmm. So there's three pillars of respectful parenting. The first being the structure. That's the foundation. That, that's got to be the first thing. You 
let the kids make their own choices as long as expectations are met. That's something that we pretty much do. Yeah. You want to do this? Did you do X, Y, and Z? One, two, three? All right, cool. Guide them through how things can be done better. You let them do something and be like, okay, this is, you know, this makes more sense to vacuum this way. We're not going to vacuum all like this on the floor. That doesn't make any sense. Because you, and <laughs> you gotta, then give explanation as to why. You got to make sure you, you, hit, <laughs> you gotta hit all the spots. Now, later on, if you want to vacuum in the W, Long as you hit all the spots, back them in the W. Small W, too big. That's <laughs> However you want to do it. But the foundation of that situation is getting all the corners, hitting all the spots. Mm -hmm. So we let them do that. Expect them to do things even when it's hard. Yes. I think we talked about it before, Yvonne and working out, they're not best friends. Um, but sometimes it is hard, but there's an expectation for you to do that because... You gotta work out so you have the endurance to dance, to do tennis, to do volleyball, to do cheerleading. Yeah. You gotta have the endurance to do all of that stuff. So you gotta work at it even though it's hard. So that's the foundation. If you wanna juxtapose that with building a house, there you go. Now you gotta go up. You gotta have the support of what it is that you're gonna be building. You gotta have that support in there, so be supportive. Give kids the right to their own point of view. That is a struggle. Because sometimes I don't want to hear it because I know it ain't going to make sense. I would say that's a strong, no, personal struggle. I said I. No, you didn't. You said that is a struggle. Because oh. sometimes I don't want to hear it. Well, I said I. So everyone yeah. knows it's directed with me. And so that's been the working. Because she didn't let me finish. I, I don't need you to finish. I know she finished. Okay. All right. Say what you got to say. All right, cool, cool. Respect their privacy. Uh, That's kind of, we do that, but the door got to be open, you know? We don't. <laughs> Respect your privacy, but the door's got to be open. <laughs> yeah, the door's got to be open. We're not, know? so the way in which our family operates. There's technically no such thing, but still, we try yeah, to Yeah, but, that, but that's because. <laughs> in a different way, in a different way comes to there's it's, no such thing as privacy yeah it's it's a comfort level that yeah that no one's kind of like oh my gosh i just need my space yeah there's, like, a, there's a lot of adam and eve going on you know when they're in the garden of eden just that, that absolutely did not need to be said there's a lot of that yeah. just com just comfort comfortability i just in your in environment. In so, environment. yeah, they're comfortable with themselves. They're comfortable around each other. So, privacy isn't necessarily a big or hasn't been a big issue. There have been a couple of times um, more recently with the girls getting older. Oh. So, yes. So, they're teachable moments. Yes. So, we did, you know, there were new, um, new things implemented to help support that need for privacy yeah. um, and learning how to respect other people's privacy so females we don't need to get into it they're in the bathroom Achilles you can't just go into you the can't bathroom. just be busting up in there because you need to brush your teeth yeah and then standing there staring like like waiting it's ridiculous. no man you know they're in just wait wait a minute wait till they come out you know so that that's that's 
respecting the privacy type of thing that we talked about. There's some instances, everyone needs to be in their box, stay in their box. Yeah. The next bullet point for supportive is don't make constant corrections in their actions or speech. We're not constant, um, but we do do it from a humorous point of view. We do that to each other. You fumble a word or something, then we bust up laughing. You meant to say, so we do that. Well, yeah, speech happens often. I cannot help but to catch it. But then we do, we do make light of the situation because we're all learning. Mm -hmm. Just recently, I don't know, I was watching a YouTube video and I found out that all this time I've been pronouncing mischievous incorrectly by saying mischievous and it's actually pronounced mischievous so now i'm trying to train myself to always say mischievous same thing with interesting because i would say interesting or interesting you no know, you would yeah you know so you would say interesting Inter i say interesting. interesting but it's interesting mm -hmm. so you know we all have something yeah. as far as actions there are too many actions where we're like at least not for two for one there is a particular situation or topic where there there is kind of more of a constant something but we that is also something that we are working on yes that comes from what i would call or what i've been implementing um is be so confident in yourself and confidence in the way that you yourself know nothing. That's how confident of in yourself I want you to be so confident no. in yourself that you be confident in knowing that you know nothing. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I so, think we're talking about the same thing. Oh no, but that's what I've been sharing with the kids because if you're confident in knowing nothing like you're secure in knowing that you know nothing that opens your eyes and your ears to wanting to learn you mean so keeping your eyes and your ears open so you continuously learning stuff don't automatically assume that you just know because you figured it out on your own or you just know everything about something you don't know anything about be open to constantly learning. That's why you're yeah. so successful or doing well in school because you're confident in knowing that you know nothing, but you want to know. So you're asking the questions. You're, you're what does this mean? What does that mean? Mommy Q, well, you got to go look it up. That's the so, individuality of researching and understanding mm -hmm. for yourself. Be confident that you don't know everything. Because our girls are old enough that they know some things, yes, but they don't know everything, and that is okay. That's the other part of it. Yeah, <laughs> that is okay that you don't know everything. Yeah, so being being supportive in what it is that they want to do, like we talked about at the top, time. I mean, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you like? Let's start investing in that, supporting in the stuff that you want to do, uh, so that way you can be the best at it. People choose things. I don't think you wanted to be the nurse, be a nurse to be the worst. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you want to be the best nurse you can be. So your eyes and ears are always open to learning different ways, different methods, different systems. 
you're not taking what you learned at the first hospital and doing the same process at the 10th hospital. That's not gonna work. COVID's been a process, yes, which I actually did learn something new last night afterward. <laughs> I was really excited. It hasn't so, happened for a while, so it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I can't do everything that I was doing at the bank and implement it into my business because then the business will fail. It's two different, two right. different goals there. So being open-minded um, is pretty much one of the things that we're teaching. And then the last pillar is warm. You know, be all cozy and loving. Let kids know how uh, they can turn to you for help. That's the, you know, you, you don't know, ask for help. Just ask, we're here. We don't want you to see you stumble, fall, fail, lose, whatever the case. We want you to be in the best position to be successful. So the only way we know that assistance is needed is if you communicate. Right. And let us know. I think that we need to do better because we have vocalized that, but we haven't always necessarily created the environment for it. Um, not, you know, not consciously, always sub or unconsciously, you know, being in a rush or having to do something and giving short answers or didn't we talk about this? And, it, you know, for them, they might feel like, oh, okay, we're not. Yeah, I think I remember and then they go and they're struggling. They're having a mental breakdown because they really don't know. They don't really remember, but they don't want to go ask because they think we're upset. And it's, no, I'm not upset. I just... Mm -hmm. was also doing this and my brain was like what and then i went back to do this <laughs> so and uh spend quality time with your kids that's priceless making those memories making those connections that opens the door to a better parent-child relationship and at some point to a certain extent adult to adult relationship because at some point all you're doing is just again like in this parenting style, you're already in the practice of providing knowledge and wisdom. They come and call you for the advice rather than trying to figure it out on their own, and they end up stumbling. So having that open dialogue right there, quality time, man, quality time. Engage in compassionate activities together. And these final two are things that we really focusing on uh, this year because we want me time and we want family time. Me time? What? This is not me time. This is me time. <laughs> this is us time. Well, whatever. And then we have family time. <laughs> the hour is late. <laughs> we won't be for you much longer because <laughs> I am Hungarian hungry. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. Targaryen? <laughs> Targaryen. Stupid. <laughs> Game of Thrones people. Oh, but, um, yeah, that's what we're, you know, implementing. So, like I said, sometimes you be doing stuff and you don't even have the terminology to it. And it's just like we read this article and it's like, yo, this is, this is what we're doing. And it's plain as day right here good solid structure to read and see and connect and implement or do better at certain things so that way you have that perfect balance uh, with raising a child because mm -hmm. uh, for me at the end of the day when they look back on their childhood I don't want to hear any excuses 
I don't want to hear no what ifs. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Because me, I'd be like, dang, I wonder what happened if I continue with the National Young Leaders Conference. But I got told no. Oh, I wonder what would happen if I worked at Google, you know, because they were offering an opportunity while I was in high school because I built a laptop from scratch. Oh, I wonder what would happen if I really went to the law forum uh, for young, aspiring attorneys. Law forum. Oh, forum. Yeah, for young, aspiring attorneys up in New York, but I didn't have the opportunity. Oh, I wonder if I would have worked harder uh, with my in dad school. with sports oh. and my basketball, with my basketball career would have been, I don't want to have any of those what ifs. Mm. So we're trying to communicate and use our past and the things that we've gone through to try to help avoid and curve those what ifs or shoulda, coulda, woulda when they reflect back. Like, oh man, if I would, if I would have been able to do this, I could be on TV doing that. But I didn't do that because we did this instead. Or this was more important. So yeah, we don't want them to have that story. We don't want that to be their story. So we're gonna do our very best. Absolutely, our very best. <laughs> well, we didn't get any questions this week. Um, no questions, but if you have any questions you want us to answer right here on the podcast, you just head over to HOTC Podcast, Hot Seat Podcast at gmail.com. You know where to follow us. That's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube so you get the Hot Seat Podcast every two weeks and the other content that goes up whenever it goes up. So you don't want to miss any of that. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's hilarious, educational, financial literacy, whatever the case may be. We just want to spread a light to the world. <laughs> yeah. Blended families, if you're out there, come talk to us. We would love to have you on. There's different challenges that we're all facing. And it's all about learning. It's all about becoming a better husband, wife, parent, uh, brother, sister, whatever the case may be. Uh, that's what it's about. Education. We want to speak honest, open, transparent about it. And so we would love to have you guys on. You can reach out. Again, right there at that website. You can even drop it in the comments on any of the platforms where we're found. But before we go, we want to express always our appreciation. Because you guys are watching and commenting and viewing and sharing, that just further encourages us to keep moving, keep pod podcasting, keep videoing, keep editing, you know, this content that we put together. And uh, again, we wouldn't be doing this if you guys weren't watching, if you guys weren't clicking, because what's the point of doing it if literally every upload has zero views? <laughs> so we appreciate the one view, the two view, the thousand views, the 30,000 views. Uh, that we've been getting on our videos. Uh, again, we appreciate the support. Welcome to the village to all those who join. Uh, Qflow Studios, search it up on Patreon if you want to support the show monetarily. But if you don't, that's fine. The clicks, the watching, the comments, man, they that, that does wonders. Mm -hmm. That does wonders because that expose, brings more exposure 
And we're all about spreading the little spotlight on blended family, families, the challenges we're facing, and whatever topics we plan on talking about. Any other announcements you want to leave? Yes, actually. I would like to ask all of you out in the world, internet, wherever you may be, if you would either email the Hot Seat Podcast or um, on this post, put in any questions pertaining to medical conditions or advice you would like. So health, wellness, um, <laughs> psychology, physical fitness. There's one more. There's one more. Physical fitness? I can't think of it. There's one more though. Cool. Oh, uh, anything to do with your mind or your body? Cosmetology? I, I don't know. Skin, face, that, hair. Yeah, your body or your health. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's very generalistic, but yes, those things. Um, questions that you may have or things that you may have heard that you want to know about truth or false. Sounds good. That's well, we thank you guys. We'll see you guys in another two. Until then, do what you do.